What are you, Frothies? June the 2nd, 2021. We're in a Peony mood. Uh, Barney, the Skeleton Crew's here. Barney, Ollie and Daggy with you on a Wednesday afternoon at the Grey Gums Hotel in Penrith. And uh, plenty to discuss this week, boys. How's the week treated you? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Yeah. Not much different from most other weeks, but it's, it's been good. Here we got beers. Footy was good over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, you uh, got your, you spoke to your rum dealer on the way here as you well, just got off your uh, convict ship. <laughs> <laughs> What's he dressed like? I was trying to work oh, out I was going to say when you when you walked, shanty. I should have opened sea shanty. You look like a saturated Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> saturated Freddy Krueger. All right, uh, Ollie's here too. Hello, Fuck Ollie. You, Hello, Daggy. What's news? Not much. Monday, I got quite drunk down the Colonial with you. Sunday, I got quite drunk at the gums with both of you. Tuesday I did nothing, so today I'm here and I drove some back in the world. It's probably a good thing and uh, keen to talk about a bit of footy. Nothing like living the dream, mate. Alrighty, so let's get into some footy news. I suppose the big news of the week is State of Origin. We have uh, the teams announced. We'll, I'll run through them quickly. Uh, the New South Wales team has announced on uh, Sunday night. Eventually it was Tedesco, 2 <laughs> Mitchell Travojevic, Adokar, Luai Cleary, Saifidi, Cook, Jake Travojevic, Murray, Tarek Sims, Isaiah Locke, Interchange, White and Paulo, Haas, Liam Martin, 18th man, Appy Corusau, Campbell Graham, 19th man. Since then, uh, Colin Matungi has been added to the extended squad. Your thoughts on the team, man? No, oh, there's pretty much in and around everything that we thought um, that we, we all put out last week, to be honest. Um, there wasn't too much. Um, I was, I'm actually excited that Tuo got picked. I didn't think he was going to get picked, yeah. but um, that's a, I think that's a, a one that's a little bit out of the box. And um, I was unsure as why Tavita Penguai didn't get picked. But well, um, especially now you're into your Colin Matungis, I don't know what else Tavita Penguai has to do to be considered an edge yeah. forward yeah. at New South Wales level. Um, I would There's have, plenty of strike in that back line, which is exciting for, as a New South Wales fan. Yeah, so. I would have had. Uh, I, and after you pointed out, I still think uh, Luke Chandler was one of the form that is eligible for New South Wales is in the top half dozen back rowers. I would have thought he should have been, especially in front of Colin Matungi, um, and especially off last week's performance where he owned uh, Tarek Sims for most of the game. So uh, I was just slightly surprised he wasn't 20, but I don't know how much we can really analyse these teams, Ollie. Um, what have you thought of it? Well, I believe they're actually able to name what I think they can have 21. So whether they mm. name one more player or not, it's not going to make a difference, but maybe no. one of those aforementioned players might end up getting in there. Um, oh, look, on paper, New South Wales should win, but that was the exact same last year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, we'll obviously get into the Queensland side in a moment. I think the Fords match up pretty well. But New South Wales back line probably does it for me. Yeah, I, I agree with what Barnes said. I, I'm excited that Tuo was picked. We, we just assumed he probably wasn't going to be. Uh, I was excited Luai was picked. Uh, I don't necessarily think Whiten is in the career best form or anything, but no. um, in that team it's hard for him not to play well. Coming on at 14, uh, we, we'd thrown up well, I'd thrown up Nico Hines and Matt Burton as alternatives, but they've gone with who they've gone with. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's a good team. Can't add much more. Uh, Queensland, as named on Monday, was Ponga, Coates, Capel, Gay Guy, Holmes, Munster, Cherry Evans, Welsh, Grant, Tino named at Locke. 
Kafu and uh, look at prop. Uh, Kafusi Fafida, Jai Arrow at 13. Brimson Sua, uh, Fodawaka, and Joe Offen Galway. Since then, uh, Ponga's been ruled out, which has seen uh, Val Holmes will move to one. Is the male? Well, that's also not. That's also been updated too, because on Monday Arrow was prop and Tino yeah, he was, was lock. He was, and obviously Reed Mahan, Reed Marnie yeah. was actually named. Um, so yeah, Reed Marnie's gone back to Parramatta. Grant will play. Will start. Cole Felt comes onto the wing. I didn't realise it was Cole Felt's Origin debut. I just assumed he'd. He's just one of yeah. Me too. Well, um, I got, I guess, a bit of a question for you guys around Reed Marnie. Like, why, like, why pick him to start, and then a couple of days later, like, it's not even like we're getting. We're only a couple days away from Origin or something, and they've made the switch to throw New South Wales off or anything. We've still got a solid week. Um, what's this down to? Why don't you name? I suspect they probably generally thought probably generally thought Grant was 50-50 and they've realised that he's fine. Put him through a test and he was fine. Yeah. And um, and would rather carry a bigger body, I'd say, is the answer. And Ponga out's a big one, I think, for the Queen. Ponga, yeah. I think Ponga's a big one. Val's flying at the moment, but is, yeah. Ponga obviously adds that extra, you know, the second 5-8 as well, and uh, which I suppose Valdez to an extent. Um and, yeah, I think they lose something, obviously, if Ponga being out. But, but he's they, also coming back from injury. It's, it's hard to line up, especially when blokes... There's a few in that Queensland team that have been out for yeah. a few weeks recently, so... Yeah. Uh, I can see I can see New South Wales winning the first and, and Queensland being very, very hard to beat in the second. For run, a bit like last year with a run on the belt. So. And, yeah. and then going to Suncorp. Um, but they do get yeah. two in a row in Queensland. New South Wales, the last game. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They go yeah, yeah. Townsville, Suncorp. Second one to be a... Yeah. yeah. So, well, the past two um, series openers, New South Wales have been favourites to win and then they've lost and then quickly Queensland have been favourites to win the series and New South Wales have won the second, so... Queensland were never, never favourites last year. I thought they were a very good chance, but they were never favourites because everyone said it was the worst team of all time. After game one last year, I think they were the favourites for game two. Sorry, it's Maybe. weird. Well, which it's would, which would make them yeah. favourites to win the series in terms but, of market? Yeah. It's usually pretty close to a dollar eighty, yeah, even money sort of thing. But um, do we have much more to add? We'll do our proper. I think we'll do our origin preview next week when we don't have much to talk about in the review part of things. Yeah. Uh, any end, like all the people again, all the peanuts whinging about Townsville. Who cares? Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. This, this, it feeds into it. People care way too much about Origin. Like, who well, cares? Yeah, I guess play? you're allowed. I don't, but yeah. um, but well, realistically, it probably plays for a better game because um, the conditions you would expect to be a little bit drier, a little bit warmer, um, probably a faster track than what you're going to get out at Bank West yeah. on a Wednesday night. So, I think as well that um, they're probably relieved because I'd heard ticket sales were absolutely appalling for Melbourne. Yeah, right. And they've sold out now already. Yeah, and you know what? As a rugby league fan, I'm really excited to see a game of Origin be played in Townsville. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it'll be good, and it, it, you know Plenty that's of fine. Queenslanders up there frothing at the mouth. They're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's their lively. It's their uh, they're the ones that get really excited about it. So well, yeah, it's either support on. the Cowboys in Queensland or the Cairns Taipans in the NBL. So <laughs> not exactly blessed for choice. Yeah. Um, We'll move on to signing news. Jacob Little re-signed for two years with the Tigers, which I guess is good for the Tigers. Um, bit of stability there. He's been fine. He'll have probably more of a fight on his hands in the coming years as Simpkin grows into his body and his work. Uh, where is Where does Simpkin sit 
now, do you think? Is he still second choice or is it... I, I think they're pretty comfortable knowing he's only seven, I think he's 18, only 18. just 18. So he's still signed to, for a couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He signed, they signed him down on a, a three-year, I think. So that I think they're happy to hedge their bets and... The thing is, neither of them are really necessary. That small forward type that can can play in like the back they've got to go, yeah. So can't carry both. They're not, yeah. I don't. Well, they've tried; it didn't work. So, uh, if we'll see, see how big Simkin ends up. And the big news of the week is Nico Hines has gone to the Sharks. So, your thoughts, Barn? I love it, mate. As, as everyone knows, that's been listening to this for the last six to eight months. I've I've been rating him as a very good player for quite a while now, and. Um, we're going to need a half, uh, so and he he plays that fullback role. But it, recently, with it, with all the players out of the storm, he's slipped into that five eight role quite well, and he's run that team on his own realistically. So I, I believe he came through as a half as well, like all through junior. Can you see? Yeah, he initially debuted as a six, I think, when he was first filling in. Can you see that would mean the riding on the wall for Sean Johnson? I would hope it would be for Moylan, well, to be honest. No, but based off of the mail coming out of Cronulla today, reported on NRL tonight, Moylan has been given the nod. But they've to already be the halfback, I guess, Sean Johnson, year. so there's yeah. probably not a great chance that he's going to re-sign. Yeah, so anyway. that's a, who else is really out there now, too? It yeah. seems so that's the, about it. The yeah. halfback merry-go-round. Unless you're going to get, get someone back end, from England, maybe, or um, they promote Trindle. But the thing that worries me with Moyland in there is the kicking game. Obviously, um, you're, you're not going to get the long kicking game that you get out of Johnson or the short king game that you're gonna, you know, you're not going to get that um, out of Moylan compared to Johnson. Yeah. So. so that's something we haven't seen a lot from Nico yet. He's been more of a running back, obviously, so that is the question mark. A nice combination with uh, Brayley a season under his belt, Nico and um, Kennedy. Kennedy. So yeah, I'd much rather something. Johnson in there, but um, Moylan has been playing better football than he has in the last few years, so, but he's been playing in that running 5-8 yeah. role, so it's, they really I, need to find a game-managing yeah. half, I think. He's never shown any indication at all in his career for me that he can be a, a traditional manager. halfback, yeah, so no. they're going to have to do something. They do have Trindle up this league. They've got a couple Trindle. coming through as well. Trindle and um, the, the other one they just re-signed, whose name is Kate. Connor Tracy, you can Connor move Tra- him back Yeah, maybe. So, you know, good sign. So probably the, he's the hottest free agent at the moment, that's I'd suggest. probably the best so. signing that the Sharks have made for a while, to be so honest. So it's so excited. it's a young um, fellow. We normally sign the older bikes. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. reports are that the Sharks are also favourites to land Finucane as well. Yeah, I've heard so, that, that Fanuka might good. come with him yeah, as well. So that, yeah, so that's good. Um, injury news. Frizzell looks like he's out for six weeks with his ankle. Corey Hollisberg out for six to eight weeks with his wrist. Uh, Zach Sadler is indefinite. He's got a skull, skull reconstruction, reconstruction yeah. going about to happen. Poor bugger. Um, Big head clash, that one. Yeah, that, it was, it was uh, not in a good state. And I guess our thoughts with him and, and his family as they go through all that. He's got a bit of a, a struggle ahead of him. Um, Osborne was pretty good for the Raiders as well just last week before mm. he hurt himself and Frizzell's been really good for the Dragons mm. so there's some pretty big outs there so we'll go to um, and I just want to the Drew Hutchinson has gotten is it, it's better news this week is oh, the last good. I heard oh, that's so good. Um, and also, just on Tyson Frizzell, I actually saw an interview with Liam Martin a, a couple of days ago because Frizzell was going to be picked and Martin was the late inclusion. Usually they ring all the players the morning of and Martin was saying he, he held out a bit of hope in the morning but didn't think he'd be picked. And then when it got to about midday, he said, OK, and it got to probably about... 7pm at night and he got a call from one of the assistants saying because Tyson Frizzell's out we want to bring you in how quick quickly can you get to Coogee and he's like well I'm currently in Penrith but I'll pack my bags and come straight away so it turns out Martin was not going to be picked mm. yep. 
Yeah. And I suppose if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a bench forward, you may as well pick a, a bench forward. He's been doing that role. He'll do the Penrith role. He does now. Come on and hurt some people ten minutes before half time, and hopefully um, bust make a bit of space for his halves. Judiciary news: Kafusi and Leilua both cleared. So Kafusi's uh, <laughs> available for Origin. Clamour got two weeks, I believe. Took the early plea for two weeks. Kept you one week on an early plea. Leota one week. Walsh done one week. And Ryan James only got one week, which a bit bemusing. What do you make of that one? You're shaking your head. Oh, I can't believe it, mate. I thought he should have at least minimum four weeks for that. I know the impact was... Uh, pretty minimal at the end of the day but it was an absolute dog act and it was one of the stupidest things I've seen on a footy field for a while the way he propped up and dropped his knee on a bloke's head that's got the potential to do all sorts of damage well we just two minutes ago spoke about a fractured skull it's incidental contact with the head you cannot do anything worse in my opinion out on a rugby league field well this is you know what's annoyed me actually more about this HIA crackdown I hadn't even thought about this until just now both that and the uh, Fafita Junior was it? Who was it? I don't want to put the wrong. Bloody that punched him in the back of the head. Oh, Fafita. 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 From the Roosters. Yeah. yeah. With this current crackdown, two intentional acts to the head. Both got a week or two. two yeah, no, I, two I still weeks, so. still cannot believe no one's even talking about that. Yeah, I know. It hasn't yeah. been an issue, but we're worrying about these send-offs, which... And no well, one's and I talking about, James. In, in fairness to send-offs, what we've been through judiciary, I think that they've basically got the balance right right now. They turned it down a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, I think all, this, I think they probably all the bins this week... a fraction too much, to be yeah. honest, this week, considering how there was strong one in the, been There was a the bad one in... The Titans game that didn't get sent. But yeah, I blew up about that Ryan James incident when it happened for a good half an hour. I was annoying everybody in the chat about it. Yeah. Mate, I, I thought that was one of the worst. That was yeah. the biggest dog act. Yeah. I hated, every, hated seeing that. And I that's, and that annoys me. Those two that they got off so lightly. Both, I said at the time it should be at least six weeks for the first one. And I would have been quite happy with four weeks if Kafusi got, what, four? Or was he two as well for his... Two elbow. for the elbow, I think it was, yeah. And I thought that was um, nowhere near as bad as this. No. Nah. But anyway, I think, yeah, when we're looking after people's heads, intention has to be taken into part, account more than just the, uh, I guess, perceived level of contact. Yeah, considering yep. how many that have gotten a few, like three and four weeks recently, and then, you know, <laughs> bloke drops his knee oh, off. And head. actually, speaking of which, how did Tarek Sims get off? Obviously, it's origin time. Yeah, I think that was, that seriously. was basically it. Because, um... Maguire got who got the elbow? Was it Maguire? Led with the elbow and got a week. Yeah, yeah. Was it him or was it? Was running the ball. Maguire yeah, was running the ball. Yeah. Um, and for that again, that's intentional. He had eyes for the bloke. I know it looks worse in slow mo, but anyway. <laughs> the only reason it looks worse in slow mo is because you can see what actually happened clearer. <laughs> mm. That's pretty but much I, it. I, I was shocked that didn't get at least a week. Yeah. Anyway. I suppose it is what it is. Should we get into our review now with the news we need to touch on, in your opinion? Oh, well, I'm hearing this morning, I think Danny, Danny Widler reported that the Dragons are in talks with George Burgess about a comeback. He's had his hip surgery at the start of the year and he said he's feeling good and wants to make a return to the NRL. Fair enough. So, okay. reported um, That's all. And we'll get to a team news. DeBellin's going to play yeah, first grade this week. minutes yeah. out of him, that's all right. Yeah. yeah well, they, need, they need some help. They've got some cavalry back this week. Um, 
Kick off on Thursday night. Let's go back to our review, though. Uh, Storm 40 defeated Brisbane 12. That was a quite good match for about 20 minutes uh, to the point where I... Th- 20 minutes in, I was convinced if Brisbane had two halves, they would be a very, very good team. Yeah, well, Maybe just one very, but a very good team. <laughs> what did the stats say? And, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, as you said, they looked like the um, the, more, the better attacking team in that first 20 minutes, but um, bombed a couple of chances. Two right. tries. And cold to Albert Kelly. Yeah, just uh, Two tries you know. to the Broncos, seven to the Storm. Two out of two conversions. Played six out of seven. Seventy-one percent completion. Played seventy percent. Twenty-two out of thirty-one sets. Played twenty-eight out of forty. One line break for the Broncos. Eight for the Storm. Twenty-eight tackle busts. Played forty-four. Seventeen offloads to eleven. Two force dropouts for the Broncos. Three for the Storm. Zero forty twenties. Two hundred ninety-two tackles. Played two sixty-three. One ruck infringement to three. One inside the ten by the Storm. Five penalties conceded to two. Twelve errors from both teams. Turpin made fifty-one tackles. Kafusi with twenty-eight. Sark with 114 metres and Hines with 214 metres. Paliasia missed nine tackles. Milford and Flegler missed five each. Hughes and Cheese missed four each. Uh, Hines with 156 supercoach points. Cheese with 110. Jennings with 73 and then Turpin on 69. Uh, Ollie, you may as well lead us off this evening. Um, oh, what do you make of the game? Well, I've been the person blowing smoke up Albert Kelly's ass all year to this point, so I will be the first one to say that he cocked up big time. Um, like, And he had such a good performance against the Roosters too, which was a bit disappointing. He's gone from exceeding expectations greatly to... I wouldn't say living up to expectations, probably even worse than what people would have thought heading into this year. So hopefully you can find a bit of a middle ground. They were up against the Melbourne Storm too. Um, so I take that into account a little, but it was it was just shocking. Well, they, they had two, he had two clear chances yeah. in the first 15. To He would have walked, either walked over yeah. or put someone else over, he dropped the ball cold. Uh, and I think there might have been a third one not long after. Yeah, well, he that, did keep uh, his head last 15 yeah, minutes he did, or so. Yeah. He sort of got him to where they needed to be. He was still better than Milford, I thought, at the end yeah. of the game. Well, but. S- s- Sort of the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, they looked okay. That I don't think they were ever going to come back, but they got some good chances, got some points on the board. Uh, Nico Hines, once again for me, ran the show for Melbourne. Um, now he's signed the contract with Cronulla. He does not seem like a, the type of guy that'll drop off, and I think he'll, he'll keep it going, yeah. He'd want to go out and win them. They have that yeah. you know, that they want to go out winning a comp more than anything, but I think so. they've still got some... You know, he's still going. To, he might end up back on the bench. It'll be the worst thing that happens. The cavalry uh, they've got to come back to in that storm team. Well, well, first of all, this game, but um, what what do you think? Oh, well, it's another storm carve up at the end of the day. Um, as I said, the Broncos probably started better and should have had the first two drives of the match. And as you mentioned, both of them were off Albert Kelly. Started shockingly in that first twenty minutes, and he dropped three different balls, and twice he could have put someone away, and another one he should have just ran over the line himself and scored. So, yeah, there's definitely two tries there that they could have had before Storm even put anything on the board um, but once they um, once the Storm, Storm took over after 15-20 minutes again it was that we're going to go straight back up the middle mm-hmm. set the platform they got that platform set you know um, you know who helped uh, he had We've said it a few weeks in a row. Kamakamika really got yeah. him going. Yeah. And he came on, and Nelson's been Nelson's outstanding been the last yeah. uh, probably month. Absolutely. Well, um, Melbourne's forward pack has always been good and arguably the best forward pack in the NRL. But in a weird way, you know, since well, since this year, since Cameron Smith retired, we've probably seen Melbourne's forward pack have the biggest impact they have had on a season to this point, which is a credit to them because they've always been world class, well, but it's always been the, the I think backs it's a- Case of uh, Ed Barney nailed it. The case of um, 
they've realised they've had to roll their sleeves up and show their quality four pack. They've, where they've they've done it heaps this year. Where Melbourne have faffed. they've been they've been getting a little bit lost early yeah. in games. Um, Melbourne, have, yeah, they've faffed about probably last month, just for the first twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden they start rolling and they go, "Oh, that's right, that's what we got to do." <laughs> that's and how then we they do start, this, yeah. yeah. Well, they they probably nearly won Melbourne uh, as a collective. Probably won Melbourne more games than they have in past seasons. Obviously, their individual performances, like your Pappenhausens and now your Nico Hines, but the Ford Pack have been turning up each week um, for the majority of games at least, and yeah, it's really showing for me at least. And they're working more as a pack. They don't they don't have the big standouts like a lot of times last year. You'd yeah. find one bloke had scored three tries and get two hundred meters, and there'd be a few blokes that weren't sort yeah. of doing as much. But they they're all working together this year and um, once Melbourne got into their groove the Broncos backline was pretty much non-existent for the rest yeah. of the match they they didn't get much ball and when they did they were making mistakes or they just were doing nothing with it and then um, but uh, yeah the best of the Broncos were probably um, Turpin and TPJ I thought yeah. they were the two best players on the ground for Brisbane um, Haas was okay until he got injured and Asiata and Flegler were probably the best of the rest their uh, halves tried. They actually put in an effort. I, I thought it was one of Milford's better efforts, even though he didn't produce a lot. He actually tried to get well, involved. The, the last try was a things. real nice, a real nice touch. To was that the kick? The second one, yeah. yeah, yeah. The kick through, yeah. yeah. But um, and and yeah, but everything they tried didn't really come off that well. And now on the other hand, everything that Nico Hines touched just turned to gold. Like I don't think he made a mistake. He just yeah. putting blokes away, left, right, and centre. If he wasn't putting them away, he was doing it himself. And yeah, he's, he does. He looks like a super good player. Um, Cheese was brilliant. I was going to say, the he, one he bloke you haven't right mentioned yet is, uh, I thought, the last two weeks, oh, last three weeks, he's been absolutely sensational. Yeah, since he's been on his own and, he's, yeah. you know, that's been his role and he's yeah. known he's had to dominate the game himself and he has done. He's, his running game um, was really good. Got that first try that we both tipped, yeah. <laughs> which is unusual for us to both tip the same thing and it actually happened. But... Um, <laughs> Josh Pretty much descriptive too. He could have had three. He was held up yeah, early that's on as right. well. Josh had a car and um, Hughes were were good. Um, but other than that, it wasn't. So young Cooper was better than what he was the week yeah. before. He actually had a couple of nice touches, which is um, nice. But uh, I like and, and all their forwards do a job. There's uh, what the other the, the last player that came on. I can't remember his name. Maybe like you could sort of see they're getting right to the bottom of their barrel. Yeah, yeah, of, uh, yeah, and I can't remember his name. Was it Penne? It was either Booth? I don't, no, I I don't want to put you one. Might have been Booth. He, he just looked like a player. But yeah, like Penne had an impact. Chris Lewis was okay, and Kamakamika now has to be. In, I think he has to be in at seventeen all the time. He's sensational. George, uh, not George Jennings, uh, the other Jennings. <laughs> who's who's the milk? No, George, George. It is George. No, Robert. Robert's the one at Penrith. Oh, sorry. George. Yeah, George has actually been in pretty good form the last yeah, few weeks, considering um, you know he's been sort of in and out of the out of teams for quite a while um, and on the other hand Justin Ollum's gone absolutely cold recently I don't know what's happened the last couple of weeks but he's yep. missing that many tackles he's getting yeah, he's they're, not, and they're he's missing not, him and hitting out of car yeah. obviously but but he also is not passing when he does have the ball yeah. he's uh Fox he's probably have another four or five tries this year. considering how yeah. good he was at the start of the year. Yeah. Well, for a while there, back in the 2020, start of 2021, Justin Ollum was, in a weird way, Melbourne's most prolific try scorer for a while there. So you can sort of understand why he wasn't given the ball to a Josh Adekar for a bit, but I think it's he's It's only been he's the, just probably the last three weeks, but he's missing yeah. a lot of tackles mm. and his, um, his involvements have been nothing compared to what they were at the start of the yeah. year. How far are we... 
away now. I know traditionally, you know, centers should have at least a solid defensive game, but it seems every week we're at least pointing out a center in each game and they're like, oh, well, they were missing a bunch of tackles and that. Centers, are <laughs> the expectation we really should be putting on centers to make tackles these days are getting very close to what we should be expecting from wingers because there really aren't that many good defensive centers in the NRL anymore. They're not extinct, but... Like there is so generally got a second rower on their inside or a half back. Yeah. It, it all depends on the, the sort of the makeup of your defensive line. If you've got a half on your inside and a and a winger on your outside, probably makes it a little bit harder. But, but centre's probably the the hardest position in the field to play. The other thing that's becoming a model you've got now. Your fullback sweeping around. You've got yeah. centres with good feet work and good speed, and they're coming at the, you. The other thing like, that's becoming such a model and. TPJ was 100% doing it in this game. Their push, second row is getting pushed two pairs wider now and are playing in attack, playing as centres. But if it's a Fafita model, TPJ was playing out there, whether whether by design or because he's having a bludge, but he was getting some attacking ball close to line, very wide. So you've now got to be able to defend your big sec- your strike second rowers as well as, yeah, the footwork and the halves inside. But there's not... There's not your Matt Coopers. There's not your. No. But Olam uh, wasn't missing anywhere near this many earlier no. in the year, though. So yeah, I'm not sure. He's had a bit of a down patch. I expect him to kick back. Yeah, yeah he's not come good. You know, they had to pick out one negative out of them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's just I noticed for a few few weeks at least we've been pointing out. Oh, you know, it's you know this centre's been missing these many tackles. You know, that's a bit odd. But I'm starting to think it's not really an odd occurrence anymore. We are just gen- genuinely seeing the game go towards centres well, who aren't. Attacking point on the field. Yeah, well, uh, centers are still primarily there for attack, right? But there, there used to be that little bit more emphasis on defense because we had more better defensive centers. But now I'm seeing that diminish. Game's a little bit quicker, you know. Blokes on your inside and outside are tired and whatever. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure. A lot of coaches have the best defensive structure, and I'm not a qualified coach. Someone like that might be better. Necessarily have the best defensive structure in this current form of the game. Because there's so many edges that it is bad, yeah. and it's but they're either caught in between two different decisions, or there's just such there's no communication with the winger. And a lot of teams play parent. with that sweeping fullback, so you've yeah. basically got two half, half two five eights coming at you as well as a big bloke, and yeah. you've got the winger outside. So it, yeah, it sort of stuffs up that. And maybe you know, end of the day, maybe the, the new modern is probably that thirty points is par these days. Maybe that's just what the game is, and maybe we're going to accept you're going to concede five. Yeah. The good defensive centres probably and wingers are going to be an absolute anomaly, I think, going into the future. But. Well, yeah. right now we got Josh Morris, Paul Momorowski, I'd say, for the most part. It's been pretty good. That, that's all I can really um, think of in terms of good defensive centres currently playing. There's someone really obvious that'll come to me. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, three. Uh, I am generally tossing a coin between Nico and Cheese for three and two. Um on paper, Nico, but I generally thought Cheese was outstanding, so happy to go either way. Happy for you guys to give a thought there. Kamakamika, I was going to give one to. Well, it was the same. I tossed a coin between Hines and Cheese, and I ended up with Hines just yeah. obviously that's you, you sort of go with that flashy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, cool. Yeah, um, that, that yep. flashy. Um, oh, yeah, cool. So, in, in summary, Nico three, Cheese two, Kamakamika one. I had Turpin or Hass for one. Uh, Turpin or TPJ for one, but I'm happy to go with... No, they lost, uh, by, they lost by 40, fuck them. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> okay. I would have had Kamikamika for one, Cheese three and Heinz two, yeah. None of us have solved anything here, that's good. <laughs> 
All right, let's give Nico and Cheese both three and nobody one. If you want. No, are we allowed to bend the rules? We shouldn't. I think no, we should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we behind? I'll give it a Cheese. He did the harder stuff. Cheese three, Heinz two, Cheese three, one. Heinz two, Kamikamika one. Are we behind closed doors now as well? We've not agreed to it, but we've just uh, not seen I'll, it for a couple let's of get weeks. A final, so. I'll get a final up. We'll go next week. All right, we'll so I'll get a final update from G. The plan was yeah. to get GT tonight, uh, okay. and I hope he's feeling better. But, um... Oh, well, that sounds good if in the next couple of weeks we can get GT to I think next week is good timing, and then we can... Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll have less to talk about because they're the four, four games to review. Cowboys 29, defeated Warriors 28, when um, Warriors basically just decided they didn't want to win the game 20 minutes to go. Looked like it, didn't um, <laughs> Stats, Barn? <laughs> yeah, so we had five tries apiece, four out of five conversions... Uh, for both teams, one out of one field goals for the Cowboys and zero out of one for the Warriors. 80% completion played 83. 33 out of 41 sets played 35 out of 42. Four line breaks to five. 27 tackle busts to 30. 11 offloads to six. Three force dropouts by the Cowboys, one by the Warriors. Zero 40-20s. 335 tackles played 350. Uh, 30, oh, sorry, three rack infringements to one. Zero... Oh, Inside the tens for both teams, which is unusual. Surely someone was offside at some point. Mm. Uh, two penalties conceded to four. Fifteen errors to eight. One sin bin for the Warriors. Robson with 38 tackles. Egan with 57 tackles. Holmes with 189 metres. And Walsh with 227. Uh, Bowen and Clifford missed five tackles apiece. Uh, Egan and Aitken missed three for the for the Cowboys. Um, sorry, Warriors. Holmes with 100 supercoach points. Aitken with 90 supercoach points. And Walsh with 83. Thought it was a good, tough game. And at times very entertaining until it sort of dropped off a cliff at, for 10-minute periods in the game. Um, I've lost myself. Where was I? Uh, first... First few tries were just nice, quick shifts to the edges, where um, you know the the winger just crashed over. There wasn't sort of any super brilliant play, but um, they caught the defence out and got some tries in there. Uh, the edge, yeah, sorry, fucking hell, I've done it again. All right, I'll talk oh, if you like. No, 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 no. How bad is he? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, the the wingers and centres were out of position for those first couple of tries. To be honest, uh, Robson's set up that run and the offload for Drinkwater's try with the next one. I thought that was probably the best play in the game. Yep. Uh, Half time, the Cowboys looked like they were in control and they were going to do it pretty easily, um, which was. Um, which was different to what I thought the way the game was going to go. But then um, Walsh and RTS sort of kicked into gear. That try where they both put on an in and away and then put Aiken over yeah. in the corner, that was another really nice piece of play. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this is Aiken's second try. And then that, that try where Walsh got brought down by the Lukey, was it? Chased yeah. him down the second Whack. second row, grabbed him and pulled him down and then he managed to put the ball over the back of his head somehow and get the ball down. Um, there were some, yeah, really good moments of football in this in this game. Um, yeah, the last I, 15, 20 minutes could have gone either way, but... I, I, I can only assume, because... Right, that last 20 minutes... Uh, yeah, we said Cowboys blew them off the field for 20 minutes there. Then they came out, and it was like the Cowboys didn't... It was just like it was an anomaly. And in, I thought Warriors dominated 35 minutes of the second half, but 
they got to the point where, barring a couple of five-minute periods, they got to the point, and, and who led that, who was absolutely sensational, was RTS. Even when he, he was taking the first hit up yeah. uh, in repeat sets, in like he was, he played everywhere. He was playing back row, he was playing front row when back he needed to, to yeah. and then back to fullback. Like he was taking the first hit up in attacking sets. He was not just doing hard yards in his own half. Absolutely sensational. Um, all I could assume was Reese Welsh because he copped a flogging all game. I could only assume he was on one leg by the end of the game because 20 minutes ago when they had an attacking position and Tavita Harris just kept kicking the ball out yeah. and I, happened, I, I, I said it at the time but what I couldn't work out while trying to defend six points with 20 minutes left that's what they decided to do. Did Nick Arima get hurt or well, there must have been some injuries. 10, yeah, 15, there must have been. And, and Walsh got the HIA, then he got, uh, then he was limping, then he had a cramp, and so I can only assume they were on empty. But that was a mistake because they they had enough possession and momentum they could have scored again, and that would have been the game. They didn't, and then he could sort of see the right end of all. Uh, well, they were still yeah, in position to win it with, that, with the field goal. Well, they had the shot. And the missed. fact that yeah. it missed, yeah. And then um, the very next set, seven-tackle set, the Cowboys just went straight down the other end. And yeah. Holmes is Funny how many times he's cool under pressure, man. That's and what, twice this it? year? Like, he's just nailed a field goal when they've absolutely needed it. Yeah. It didn't look like missing. Just that plenty of time in the world. They were still there chasing him, but... <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on the match? Well, I found it interesting that the game pretty much played out exactly the same as their game a few weeks ago, but the roles were reversed. Yeah. Like, the Warriors yeah. started off hot a few weeks ago and looked like they had the game in the bag, but then the second half, the Cowboys came back with an onslaught, but then with the, just a few minutes to go, Cowboys sort of dropped off and the Warriors won. Wolves the complete opposite this time around. I guess it just goes to show how, I guess, close in quality these two teams are. But, yeah, I didn't get that from the Warriors in the last few minutes of the game. Harris Devita unlucky to miss that field goal, but yeah, Valentine Holmes, what a shot, I believe. Did it go out of the stadium? Like it was But um we didn't mention Tualunga, he's really going into an impressive uh back uh center. And he's just an absolute athlete. Just uh, fast, so well. big, strong. Yeah. He's he's probably gonna be the prototype what centers need to be now. Basically built like him. Looking that way. Um they were great. I uh, so I need to say Clifford the, was pretty good. That little grubber where and uh, Drinkwater was pretty good. Under the post, so yeah. they, they for the, when they were on top they both looked good. And then they, Holmes and they Robson had, were the other two that you want to mention for the were the best mm-hmm. for the Cowboys. That's pretty much it. Um they had the right balance though of when drink water grubbed and when they've sort of found the right balance of who, who, who to kick now. where and Clifford's, Clifford's gone so I don't know how it's going to help anyone but um, <laughs> I thought they, they were fine and, and what you said's right I think if these teams play each other ten times they probably win five each and they're probably um, pretty close to being the seventh and eighth spot really so we had um, Walsh and Nicarima were, um, and then Harris and Egan were the four that you'd pick out of the Warriors team oh, mm-hmm. apart from RTS which we've already spoken about yeah, but Nick Ream was pretty good. For some good. reason, I didn't even have RTS to get a point in this game. I had him at three, so, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we watched the same game. Uh, I just now actually had him as two. I had Walsh as three because just. Well, I had Holmes but I fell a bit three. in love in with his brilliance. But just with the I can't understand Holmes. He sort of runs off. I, you know, he sets up a lot of their good stuff. Yeah, now, so. I was more looking through the through the lens of I thought Warriors was a better team and they had the better players. But Clutch has got to count. Holmes is pretty good and. I can at least yeah. All right, we'll give. I had Holmes three, Walsh two, so we may as well give Walsh three and then give Holmes two. Holmes two. two. I had. Uh, who else did you have? Robson. I or had um, Robson or Hammer. Yeah, okay. I thought on coming back, I thought uh, Fido was good. I just can't not give RTS a point given how hard he busted. Yeah, give it to RTS. All right, we'll go. We'll go three Walsh two. 
AFL one two RTS. Happy with that. Uh, and I just forgot what I was going to say. So that's good. Um, let's get How's to the next No, what the heck was I going to say? There's something really good too. No, whatever. <laughs> uh, Tigers 34 defeated Dragons 18. Uh, they probably should have won by more, but anyway, yeah, whatever. That's what I um, stats, bro. Yeah, six tries to three. Five out of six conversions played three out of three for the Dragons. 77% completion. Oh, my stat was um, since uh, Josh McGuire's left, uh, Cowboys have won five out of six. <laughs> <laughs> and since he's gone to Dragons, I think they've, they've won lost one, game, I think. One, one, one out of five. So one out of six. And Maguire was the one with <laughs> that, that blow-up in the yeah. post-match interview for the Cowboys. <laughs> 80% completion for the Dragons. 36 out of 47 sets, played 33 out of 41. Six line breaks for the Tigers, two for the Dragons. 170-plus post-contact metres here for the Tigers. Um, yeah, the forwards did quite well. 28 tackle busts to 27. Nine offloads to six. Two force dropouts to one. Uh... What the fuck have I done? 313 tackles played 424. Three ruck infringements to seven. Barney's learning Mandarin, everybody. Oh, I wrote it all down two days ago as well. I don't know what's going on. Are you being nice to me and trying to make me out to be the smart one on the podcast this week? Because both of you are having a shocker so far. One inside the ten for both teams. because you got me drunk twice in a row. Three penalties conceded from each team. 13 errors to 12. Uh, zero bins. Actually, I didn't mention that. Uh, the first game, there was no sin bins. Second one, only one. And the third game none as well. Little made 38 tackles, McCulloch made 47, Laurie with 206 metres and Beal with 170 metres. Brooks missed six tackles, uh, so did Burns and Sims missed four. Laurie with 117 supercoach points, Norman with 107 and Talau with 96. Oh, you're looking at me? Cool. Well, um, you normally like to talk about the Tigers. First of all, never. Uh, first of all, <laughs> Dragons were absolutely atrocious and uh, it's pretty soft. The two, there was 12 points Dragons scored, maybe 18 points they scored. That Back end of the game, that were, the provision were, scored. And yeah. straight after halftime, they were, they were asleep. Um, but in, a, in attack, Dragon, like, there was times where Hunt was going left and the whole team was going right. There was times where the whole team was going right and Hunt was going left and he was looking for Norman. He was going, and it just looked so clunky. Um, the worst part is those two were probably their best two And players. they were. They were. <laughs> but how anyone watched that game and thought Cody Ramsey is a better prospect than Matt Dufty yes, is... No I don't, I don't know what what planet some well, of those... it's interesting now the Dragons have missed out on Nico Hines because apparently that's the whole reason why they told Dufty essentially to bugger off. So. If, you're, if you're Brisbane now, I would be doubling down on Dufty. I don't financially what that means, but I would be trying to get Dufty now. What's left on the market for a fullback? Well, the psycho can go to the wing, so it's not a bad Look, option. Try and get Dufty in there and, um, and get some attacking flair because you, you, if you set him up behind a forward pack that Brisbane have, then at least he's going to have a bit of space at, at times. Anyway, um, that's what I want to say. I have much <laughs> more to add about the Dragons because they were pretty pretty ordinary. Um, I don't get too excited about the Tigers, but it was very clear, and I don't know if his, this has been part of the Maguire thing with moving Dewey wider. It was very clear early on that this is Luke Brooks in charge. Brooks was calling all the shots. Brooks was uh, yelling at people. Brooks was getting a team around the field. He was okay at it. I, thought, I didn't think he was bad at all. I thought he was, he was, he was fine. Um... Laurie was sensational given uh, the the time he had and the space he had. He was uh, very exciting. Dewey was fine out there. But the, the story of the game was that our wedges just belted a supposed New South Wales back row. Garner and Luciano just kept smashing them. And uh, once, you, once they were back in their place, the... 
the rest of the Dragons' back line, I know they were missing a, a bit, but they didn't have much else to, to add and they were just carved up both sides. I was super impressed by both. And like I said, it's... Um, it's now two weeks in a row where they've owned your Frizzell and your Barnetts, and then next week they've owned um, Sims and um, yeah, both been in very good form Paul Vaughan. Paul Vaughan was put back in his box after me wrapping him. <laughs> but um, Tigers actually lead. I didn't realise Tigers actually lead the comp in offloads. So what I've um, been saying about the Fords looking good is is, is probably statistically true. Premiership uh, incoming. Tamo kept shut up. Tamo um, <laughs> keeps looking better and better. He's I guess got a bit of a feel now. But I guess having allies helps. And uh, congratulations, Doffer, for being picked for Origin. What's it all mean? It means they're probably still the Tigers and they'll probably win every second week and get and lose games they shouldn't. So I can't take much more of that and they're good this week. What do you think? Am I on the wrong or right track? Well, uh, you might as well, I might as well relinquish the bold prediction plaque now because I was banking on the... I mean, I still might get it in another area. I'm not sure, but the Dragons one was, I guess, the, the memorable pick I made. They're not finishing 10th, so that's not going to happen, which saddens me a bit because, honestly, still, like, on... I know I'll keep going back to on paper, but the performances they were churning out for the first five weeks of the season, that team and this team are just completely different. I'd argue they were the most... They were the team that turned up with 100% effort consistently every week, more than any other team in the first five weeks of the season, and that has just gone well, off, injury off a just cliff. took all the wind out of this. Well, even yeah. then, they were still putting For in a week that or effort. Two, yeah, and, and Norman stepped up, away. and Norman's still been all right. Like, we said he was one of their better players today, but it's just not accounting too much when, like, these bonehead de- decisions. Yeah, that, that, um, the Warriors game was a game where they just, like, hit the wall, and that was it. Well, that yeah. first... the. And they, Warriors won, game. and they, they won should game. They, no, well, they no. should have won, but uh, that was the week to Avastashek just went absolutely yeah, yeah. crazy and won the game for the Warriors. But, yeah, after that, because I feel like, I don't know, that might have taken the belief out of the Dragons a bit, but it really shouldn't have because they put, put in a really good game. Yeah, I, I just don't know what's going on at the moment. Uh, pretty much now Cody Ramsey's going to be the fullback for next season, so good luck there. And But uh, here's yeah. the other one, actually. In terms of every time their attack started looking good, it got to him in the middle of the field and stopped. Yeah. There's two plays where actually Hunt and Norman turned you back inside and it was like a slug. <laughs> it was like um, Mamalo getting the ball. Yeah, his acceleration's not great, it's, is it? But, and I thought, you know, he's been signed to be his lightning and uh, I don't know. Well, he Barney, can be that on the wing, I think. Well, the but, Tigers were in complete yeah. control until the last 20 minutes and they actually shut up shop, which was probably the only reason the Dragons got those <laughs> last couple of tries in this game. Um, Laurie and Dewey plus the two back rowers that you mentioned, they were the difference in this game by a mile. They were, <laughs> they were so much better than the, their opposition in those positions that it wasn't funny. Um, Dragons forwards, they sort of did okay in defence, but their, their um, running metres were really poor in this game um, and their edges just got way too loose in defence. And to the Tigers' credit, they actually took some really um, good advantage on those edges, mm. edge back rowers and centres and wingers and made some nice, um, uh, played some nice footy and made some nice breaks in those positions in the field. Talao's got still got a lot of shit in him, um, yeah. but he will... He'll get there, I think. He's uh, he's got enough where he'll. He's a good mover, so yeah. um, in, and he can hit, he hits holes pretty well. He's got he's got pace. He's strong, so he will get better and better. I think he's going to be a broken pot plant, hopefully, in terms of 
I hope so. Break any uh, phoenix rising from the ashes. I don't know how you get that from a pot plant, but... Well, thanks for that weird analogy. Um. Dragons halves tried hard, and they actually set up all the dragons' points, but when it got tough in the middle, the tigers were just much better in the middle. Mm. Um, There's nowhere near enough metres out of the dragons' forwards, and as, as I said, in the tigers' pack all ran for over 100 metres, and there was only one... One player in Sims that ran over 100 metres for the Dragons, so that's a you know it's a big difference when your forwards go making that many extra metres compared yeah. to the, the opposition pack. And the Dragons played through the middle as well, so you know they didn't try to go around them. They tried to take them on up the middle, and yeah. they just couldn't. Tigers pack probably one of the better performances in the defence out of the yeah out of the defensively Tigers definitely. Um, but yeah, that's about all I had to say about it. The Dragons were extremely poor. The, the Tigers should have put them away. Um, if the Tigers kept playing for that last twenty minutes, it could have been fifty. But yeah, I um, I think that uh, oh, the only bloke I haven't mentioned, sorry, is Seafarth. He looks better and better every week too. He's, yeah, he's um, definitely good. He's got a starting position this yeah, week. And I'm excited sure. for that. Yeah. I'll mention that later. Uh, we can probably move on. I think the other lesson for us all to take away is we shouldn't make crazy declarations three rounds into any season. Because <laughs> a lot changes very quickly come this time. And we, you know what? We'll make the same mistake. Yeah, of course next we do, but yeah. we got to talk about something, I yeah. suppose. I'm giving Garner three. I'm giving Luciano two, and then Brooks, Laurie, or Dewey the one. But I, I had Luciano for three. Yeah, I'm fine. I with had two. Laurie with two, and then Dewey or Garner for one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually would have had Luciano, Garner, and then Dewey. So I'm happy to. All right, let's go. Luciano three, <laughs> Garner two, and Dewey one then. Oh, Laurie. Laurie or Dewey. I'm happy to let Laurie go in there if you guys are I thought guys Laurie's going. probably yeah. best yep. game of the year. Cool. Laurie, Garner, and Lucci. All right, Panthers 30, uh, Dogs 4 in a slog of a game. Um, crazy to think that there was this margin in this game, but... Yeah, I have. I, we might. We might try and skip through. This I have never time. been to a Penrith game in two years where I've sat there and it just felt like it went on forever. Yeah, there were times, especially during that first half, where I, I was just sort of sitting, thinking about life, staring off into space. And I go, oh shit, I'm at a game of footy. I should probably watch. Like the, it was that bad. Penrith were. I mean, both sides were decent defensively in the first half, but even Penrith was crap. Like, they both completed at eighty one percent, which you would think would actually turn make it uh, make it turn out into a better game than what it actually it was. It would if teams were scoring. Well, <laughs> yeah. Panthers still had six tries to one, um, three out of six conversions. Dogs missed their shot at goal. Thirty eight out of forty seven sets played. Thirty four out of forty two. Five line breaks to two. Two twenty five tackle busts for both sides. Thirteen offloads for Penrith. Three for the Dogs. Four force dropouts by the Dogs and none by Penrith. Well, they, those all really came in the last 10 minutes of the first half and it's a reflection of just how boring and bad the Bulldogs are in attack because each time they'd get that repeat set there was not one inkling in my mind that they would score like they they just were not going to score sorry I'll let you finish first 377 tackles played 368 two ruck infringements to one uh, two inside the tens for the Bulldogs four penalties conceded to nine 11 errors to eight one sinned in for the Panthers Appy with 65 tackles Topine with 47 Crichton with 314 metres Hopper with 139. Luai missed five. Martin missed six. Uh, Wakeham and Elliot end up are all missed four. You missed two at 287 metres too. 
Yeah, only yeah, but like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. from each side. Sorry, yeah. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah only true. pick the one from each side and <laughs> do that. So, <laughs> Staines with ninety-four Supercoach points, Momorowski with eighty-nine, and Crichton with eighty-six. Then you had another three Penrith players before you got down to Aaron Shoup with sixty for the Bulldogs. It was very. I thought the first half was just a very much a case of Penrith. That that is absolute Penrith in set gear. They were happy just to take to finish their six five metres out and defend again and start. It was just a boring footy. Uh, it came alive second half a little bit. One of the, you know, the long, few 100 metre try is in the conversation for try of the year. Obviously, that was very, very pretty to watch. But beyond that, I didn't really want to talk about this game too much. Well, if not for Spencer Lenny's try on half time, um, Penrith obviously would have won, but I wonder if we would have got as quick, you know, a momentum pick up for the Panthers in the second yeah. half. But it was funny. I was watching it with my brother and Dallin's mistake, and he goes, oh, I remember when he was doing that for Penrith. <laughs> I guess it was just good for him to see his team get the advantage off of Dallin and Tenny's Lesniak cock up for once. So there we hey, go. And you can enjoy those at the Tigers. Well, one, day, one day the Bulldogs fans happen. will be saying that about him as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Panthers. No, well, he's denied it. So the Panthers were good over the entire field without being great. Um, there wasn't many players that weren't good, except for probably Luai, who had his worst game in quite a while. Um, I'd say probably Toto too in the first half. Mm. But some of Luai's passes were like it was a rare game, but he threw some shocking passes mm. into players' heads, behind players, in front of players, and just broke down that attack for the first 20, 30 minutes. Where and Cleary was trying to let him be the focal point of the game as well. Mm. He was giving him real early. Ball, letting him run the show, and um, he ended up just going. No, I'm taking it back. <laughs> we yeah. need, we yeah. need to go and win this game. But um, yeah, the Appy Fish and Crichton were the best of the Panthers, I thought. Um, and Cleary was close behind them as he is every week, no matter what. Um, the two backlines were a million miles apart in quality. Uh, the Dogs' backline just yeah compared to the Panthers' backline, even in second gear, is nothing no, nothing to compare at all. Yeah. Um, Avrilo, Thompson, and Jackson were probably the best players for the Dogs. Uh, Topine and Siamanafungi deserve a mention. They were they were okay, but um, and Topine's still only seventeen as well. If people forget that, but he'll he'll, he'll get there. Like the Dogs' whole backline ran for over hundred metres, but only Thompson and Jack Hetherington ran over hundred metres in the forwards, so that's sort of telling yeah. you something about their go forward in the middle. We didn't mention old Jackie's first yeah, two the, tackles. The first the game. How, did <laughs> get, how did he get Sinbin with two straight uh. infringements? I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, there's not a lot to talk about in this game. That's I thought Crichton was the best player yeah. on the field. I'll go him three. Let's move on. Three Crichton, two Tuo, one to Fish. But I had two to Fish and one to Appy. Well, I, I personally thought Fish was the man of the match, so I'm happy to at least have him in there. All right. Two to Fish and one to Appy then? Yeah, I think so. For, yeah, two O's, 287 run metres, and try of the season gets him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was Appy's best game of the year. Yeah, that's Two O's fine. been doing it forever, so... <laughs> Set your bar. If you just average... If you just you aim watch... for mediocre, then you always look good. If you have... What? Yeah. Perfection every week, then you're not getting points in outcome. I was going to say, if we go back at the end of the year and look at the projection of the um, of the Dag M's, then um, Toto's just gone off a cliff because we're yeah, because we because we don't even notice that he he's a freak. Yeah, Bunny's thirty eight put pay to the Eels twenty. These next two games, I uh, was. Only watching it periodically, get you to some cricket commitments, but uh, 
you can talk us through, tell us the stats, Barn, and then you can tell us how bad this Parramatta left edge is and or right edge defence. Yeah, right saying. edge defence. And uh, seven tries uh, to four, five out of seven conversions played, two out of four. Uh, one attempted two point field goal that missed. Seventy six percent completion played, seventy two percent. 32 out of 42 sets, played 26 out of 36, 12 line breaks by South, 3 by Parramatta, 19 tackle bust, played 24, 9 offloads by South and 13 by Parramatta, 2 forced dropouts to Souths, 316 tackles, played 331, 1 ruck infringement from both teams, 2 inside the 10 for Souths and 0 for Parramatta, 3 penalties conceded to 6, 10 errors to 11, and 2 simbins by Parramatta. Uh, Cook made 52 tackles, Mahoney with 47, Alex Johnson with 201 metres and Ferguson with 163. Walker missed four tackles, Latrell uh, and Graham missed three tackles apiece and Opachik missed three. Uh, AJ with 154 supercoach points, Gagai with 149, Cook with 105 and then two other players before you got to... Ferguson with 69 for Parramatta. Uh, is this just Parramatta? It, like, is this where they always were going to get to? Exactly, I did last year. 12 rounds in and then they're done? Or is it, yeah, well, there wasn't have they much, been exposed? There wasn't much is spark out of them, to be honest. And the South's pack actually dominated them as well, which has been Parramatta's strong point for the entire season. Um, this was probably South's best performance in the forwards for a year, maybe a year and a half. Um and it was it wasn't led by Murray and Arrow either. It was led by Totola and Kulamatangi. Mm. Like those two absolutely ripped in through the middle. Uh, Burgess and Saleh were pretty good. Um, Saleh, considering he came out of reserve grade last week, and then um, he put up a quite Thank a good you. performance. And they got that good go forward. Um, it was Cook's best game of the year, but um, he needs to run more. He yeah. still only had four or five runs, but he made his 50-odd tackles, and the couple of runs that he did have were were quite incisive, and it led to a try as well, which helped him. But um, uh, Latrell was very quiet. He, he had a couple of line-break assists, but they didn't play to him. Um, he actually went to the right side a lot more than the left in this one, and um, when he did go to the left, they seemed to play in front of him to Gay Guy, or they played behind him to um, Alex Johnson, so... It's um, left him with very little to do in this game, which probably doesn't hurt New South Wales, to be honest, if he's going to you know, come in pretty fresh after this game because he didn't do a lot in this one. So. Ask at the bar, Shelley. Get the cricket off. <laughs> you do it. I'm trying. Yeah, all right. We've got to, yes, uh, they played in front of him or behind him uh, for most of the night with Latrell, and they went to Gay Guy in front of him or AJ behind him, and they both got a hat-trick, and they absolutely tore up that right-hand side. Yeah, Paramount's well, when Walker's defense. just going, okay, who's going to go through what gap now? It's... You don't need him there, I suppose. A lot of it just came off Ferguson sprinting in off his wing, man, and just leaving it so far open. And they burned him twice on the outside. So then he started hanging out too far. And then they went short to Gay Guy, who got him on the inside. So yeah. it doesn't help. Like, uh, they, they swapped Wonga Blake and Opacek. And Wonga Blake was actually pretty good, considering he went to the other side. But um, Opacek, it was exactly the same. I, I think it might even have more to do with Ferguson, to be honest. Than well, that's what uh, BA decided because so, he's not playing this week. So Because, um, yeah, it's, sh- it's shot. And Opacek's been pretty good on that other side as mm. well in defence, but that side, again, was completely torn to shreds. Um, but six tries, in either inside or outside Ferguson. It was Well, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, Ollie, when you were doing your dash, um, 
is this just Parramatta? They did the same thing last year. They were on top of the comp, 12 rounds in. Then the wheels just fell off and that was it. Is this what we're going to see or, they, or can they bounce back from this? I feel like they will be. They will end the season better than they did last year purely because teams aren't as good. Okay. Yeah, well, then they will them, be. Like for the most draw. part, so they will... Well, they'll finish around but, where they do. Like last year, they, they I think it was last year, they had this run, and yeah. they got shaky. And they dropped off. Then yeah. I think Tigers beat them, then they lost to someone else, and the that was it. The concerning part for Parramatta was their go forward. Like, they relied on Gutherson and their two wingers to get all their metres for them. There wasn't anyone... And, this is, and that's my problem with your Browns and Madisons. They, when they get bullied, they don't like it. Well, Brown was the best in their, in their metres, and Lane was the other bloke who made over 100. But yeah. other than that, it was Sivo and, um, Sivo and Gutherson and the top the metres for Parramatta. Um, yeah. Yeah, Papali and Mahoney, as well as Brown and Sivo, were the best for Parramatta. I actually thought Arthur's played a better game than Moses, which isn't surprising considering Moses signed his contract a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> as, as Ollie it's a nice long one too. Tipped so for sure. weeks. So, um, uh, even though he had a couple of errors, I still thought he was better than Moses. But uh, Souths were good all over the field. Um, as I said, the only real one that you'd pick out that wasn't great was Latrell, but he just had the night off. He <laughs> just floated around the back and yeah. went to the Stay other fit. side of the field. Hey, there was a couple of Origin players in Origin mode this week, and we'll get to the other one. Um, so, final takeaways then. Uh, we've seen... Let's If this is 3v4, then is it going to be a different game next time they meet, or is this... Is this accurate of where they're both at? Oh, well, I, I don't think it's 3v4. I the East are better? Yeah. Okay. G- genuinely, and I, you know what? I think I think you forget Manly from the weekend too. Just, and Manly on the day are better than probably both of these teams I think, as well. I yeah. think we'll get to that soon about Manly. And, and, and uh, I'm starting to have the feeling Melbourne might be specials to win the comp. Just starting to get the inkling that they've got too much cavalry back. They're in too good a form, and they're beating teams by forty. It'll be interesting come round twenty, yeah, when they get everyone yeah. back on deck. And they're beating teams by forty that in second gear with with their with three Australian players missing or four Australian players missing. But just I don't know, just a, a feeling I'm getting. I don't think you need to worry about these two teams in terms of premierships. So I'm just interested to see. I think they're going to be close to they're going to be close to third, fourth, fifth, and I think they might even be fifth, sixth, and seventh. Really, really that bad? Yeah, right. Yeah, Parramatta okay. were quite bad in this one, and um, yeah. But like I said, this is exactly the week that Para hit last year, when they just disappeared down the hole, and that was it. So, because I can see, um, yeah, the Roosters and Manly probably coming up into third and fourth, mm-hmm. so that leaves them in fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yep. So. The thing is about the Roosters too, in particular. Well, let's get to let's wrap this up and get to the Roosters, and you can finish yeah, the point. Yeah. Uh, three, two, ones here, boys. A gay guy with three. Um, he he got a hat trick and he was he just super involved in this game and pretty much every time he touched it he was a threat to the opposition. Uh, he gave um, didn't really know where to go next. AJ with two as well with another hat trick and um, Walker one or Cook tossing up between Cook and Walker for the one. So. Uh, I'd go Walker personally. Okay, three to Gago, two to AJ, one to Walker. Roosters 44 disposed of Canberra 16. Again, I didn't see a lot of this uh, apart from your your Fox packages. So Barney stats and your opinion. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, hang on, I'm going to finish your point now or later. I reckon I'll finish it after. Okay. Uh, eight tries to three, six out of eight conversions for the Roosters, two out of three for Canberra. 81% completion for the Roosters, 69 for Canberra. 34 out of 42 sets, played 25 out of 36. 190 post-contact metres um, 
the Roosters were ahead of the Canberra pack in this one. Six line breaks to three, 26 tackle busts to 32, seven offloads for both teams. Uh, one forced dropout by Canberra, zero 40-20s. 268 tackles played 377 for Canberra. Four ruck infringements from both teams. Zero inside the 10. Again, surely someone was offside at some point. 10 penalties conceded for both teams and 10 errors conceded for both teams. There was a sin bin for Canberra. Uh, Warrior Hargraves made 34 tackles. We're in Ira with 42. And... Uh, Jared again with 230 metres and Hawira Naira with 146 metres. They played 80 minutes, didn't you? They both topped the, the metres and the tackle counts in these ones. Um, yeah, so Lamb made uh, missed seven tackles, Hargrave six and Butcher five. Rapana missed four and only made six tackles. Uh, Tedesco with 105 supercoach points, Tupanua with 95 and Hawira Naira with 90. The Raiders again were good for 20, 30 minutes. They, they actually they looked really started good. really well. Um, they had the Roosters on the back foot for that first 20, 30 minutes, and they had a good roll on win in the middle. Simple, um, the simple drop led to Suwali's try that he scored, which yeah. was um, yeah, he was really. I thought he was in, I was going to ask ultra impressive yeah. to be honest. Um, he looks like a really smooth mover with the ball. Um, he got a bit more time and space, some early ball this time, and he, he burned a couple of blokes, and he bashed a couple of blokes as well. So um, Teddy set up the next he's one after a knock-on. He's bigger than you thought. Like he's a big boy, isn't he? And he he's only get bigger. He's only going to fill yeah. in a bit more. And yeah. the, the, there were these talks about letting him debut at 17 that he was going to get bashed because he was still just a boy. He, he's not got he's the build a monster. of a boy. He's bigger so, than most of them. Yeah. I mean, to bash him, you'd have to well, hit him pretty hard. He's named this week, isn't he? But um, I can't imagine him not being in this team now for us here. Yeah, Teddy um, set, set, set up a nice yeah. try after copping a knock and going off and then coming back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Manu's bomb for himself. That was fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> I absolutely love that. You know that was? 20 metres out, just you know, that bombs was, it. That's schoolyard at lunchtime. <laughs> Jumps over the top. It was the last play. try wins and then, oh, I'll do it myself. You never see that in the modern game. But that Ryan Beautiful. James knee, that was the, really the turning point for Canberra, I thought. The, he got, a, he got um, you know, gave away a penalty off the back of it and it was just stupid absolutely cockhead move and then the Raiders uh, the Roosters just started taking a piss they knew they were well and truly you know they'd they'd levelled up just got in front and then they just started playing with the Raiders the Raiders completely switched off there was only a couple of them that were still having a go there wasn't wasn't many of them that kept going. Um, Weir and I was easily the best for the Raiders. Um, and then Hodgson, he's been good since he's, he's he's come back. Actually, Hodgson was probably the next um, in behind that. They both put in really big efforts for eighty minutes. Um, Horsburgh and Sutton both had a go, but the rest of the team got bashed up, like completely bashed. Like they just weren't in it after yeah. that first 20, 30 minutes. They were getting run over, run past, missed tackles, just doing stupid shit. Yeah. The Roosters had a couple that weren't great, but the majority of their team was either good to very good. Um, Manu and Teddy just linked—they linked up really well. They looked like they'd been playing as a like a half fullback combination for quite a while. Manu was super I, I, impressive. I do not understand. Well, I haven't looked again. I've got the notes for later. Is he playing six this week? I'm, anyway, we'll get to that. I, I'd say so. I just I cannot imagine. So. We called for it. <laughs> weeks ago, but I don't know. Again, Joey Manu is one of the most underrated players in his comp by the market and by these pe- way people carry on. We talked about and like we like we said, we might have our project where we sit down and try and pick a squad. But Joey Manu would be in the top 
three or four I'd go after if I'm not allowed to pick Origin players. He must have a, a crap player agent. Oh, probably not telling him to chase more money. Probably <laughs> not forcing him to, to suggest to change position so he can make more money because he seems content. Tupanua, since his slow start of the year, looked looked really dangerous. And he was a go-to, as I yeah. mentioned last week. They did. Um, they spent plenty of time looking for him on that edge, and yeah. he was um, he was really good as well. Uh, the old boy Joshy Morris did it again. He was um, he wasn't outstanding, but he was just super solid. Yeah. Did nothing wrong. Just gave his centre a bath and. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they they're still a top four team, easy. Yeah. Uh, and get wa- half a side, they, can, yeah. they can rest Walker a couple of weeks. They can get him back on top, and then get back to it. TKO, I don't think he's hundred percent fit. He'll get better. Um, and still yeah. good, even though. Yeah. 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 Well, the the point I was going to make before is that the Roosters never really, at least over the past few years, have not gone through a real bad patch, whereas a Parramatta or a South Sydney do, the Roosters rarely put in a disappointing performance even yeah. in defeat. Like, really, and that, and that's why it's that relentless you know what it is? It's usually like the round before finals. I think it was like yeah, one usually, year in yeah. the last eight. Or in the, fir- <laughs> no, in the <laughs> first game of the season they have a, a yeah. shocker. And the they last, beat yeah. first up and last and the rest yeah. is... I think South put 50 on them last year before they went to the finals. And yeah. Well, the thing is, too, you look at um, you look at the players South Sydney lost and they went on to get absolutely flogged by Melbourne and then when they came back, they got flogged by Penrith. Yeah. Look at all the players the Roosters have lost and they're still up there. Like, they are a quality side. It's almost side. like and Trent Robinson can coach. It's almost like he can coach. And it's also, we talk about the system at Melbourne and the system at the Roosters. It's that system coming into play. South Sydney and Parramatta don't have that. I expected a, a more consistent effort out of the Raiders this week, to be honest. I, I knew they were going to fade towards the back end, but like this was basically the be-all and end-all for their season. This was all, you know, all hands on deck. We need to get something out Would of this game. Would you back the Raiders this week to beat either Brisbane or the Tigers? Be a toss of a coin yeah. at, at the best. Uh, not the probably. Ti- not. I'd be. I'd be I, more I, tip, co- I tip the Tigers, but I'd, I'd, I'd probably tip Tigers. I'm, I'm unsure about. Um, anyway, just an interesting question. Uh, three, two, one's here. What are you going, Teddy, Manu, Tupanua? Or are you going Manu, Tupanua, Teddy? Yep. Tupanua. And one to Teddy. Very good. Super Sunday saw the Sharks 38 put the cleaners through the Titans 10. <laughs> See you later, Ollie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this for a game. I was oh, actually quite gentle with him too. I didn't give him too much crap. No, do you want to know why? Because I always give it to myself <laughs> first. Even when the Titans beat the Tigers the whole game, I'm like, the Tigers are going to come back here. I don't give people the opportunity to give me shit because I give it to myself. <laughs> okay, this was full strength Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, in and players playing in the right position. And they put... And in the order we wanted them in, and one bloke stepped up for you, and everyone else. It was the worst performance of the year. For, for the Titans, their worst performance yeah. of the year, considering. Well, I'll, I'll do my stats, but the one yeah. the one person that counted, Fort Awaker, 22, 223 metres, one line break, three tackle busts, 41 tackles, and I think there was a try assist in there somewhere. He was the one man team here, and the other two hypes, we didn't see them. Tino arguably, Tino tried a little bit. arguably lost the game for the Titans early on because when he Gave, he got Sinbin and gave away that penalty 10, minute, 10 metres out from the line. That's when Cronulla had the momentum and they yep. just did not drop off at all. But um, it was yeah. very, very average and honestly, yeah. there's, no, I, I can't... Can't take there any some big ends for the Sharks, to be honest. Like the guys that came in were so much better than the guys that went out That's this true. week. Um, yeah, Sharks 38, Titans 10. Six tries to two. Six out of six conversions for the Sharks. One out of two for the Titans. And one out of one penalty goals for the Sharks. 83% completion played 75%. 34 out of 41 sets played 27 out of 36. 
11 line breaks to 6, 49 tackle busts by the Sharks, 50 by the Titans, 10 offloads to 11, 1 force dropout by the Sharks, 2 by the Titans, 272 tackles played, 332, 2 ruck infringements to 5, 1 inside the 10 for the Sharks, none for the Titans, 7 penalties conceded by the Sharks, 5 by the Titans, 8 errors to 11, 2 sin bins for both teams, Braley with 31 tackles, Rain with 42, Ramian with 178 metres and Fodawaker with 223. Nakora missed seven tackles. Rudolph and Chambers missed five. Fogarty missed six. And Boyd and Herbert both missed five tackles. Ramian with 124 supercoach points. Mulatano with 97. Moylan with 89. And then Fodawaker with 84. First try in the first three minutes. I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly strolls over off a nice little move down the left-hand side for the the Titans. And then, yeah, I was actually a little bit worried there. But um, as soon as the Sharks got their first try, they started to look good. Um, was playing pretty up-tempo footy and, and expansive footy, as I had hoped they would. I'd, I was hoping they'd stay away from the middle a little bit and actually try to take on the Titans and the edges. Um, Moylan looked like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans yeah. made him look like a beast. Okay. Oh, oh, come on, there's a couple. <laughs> the here, highlight like that. of that game was no, Moylan's yeah. two breaks. The more, where he, no, got the, to, he got 20 metres upfield just to lay down. You know? oh, oh, it's all right. Oh, 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 I should have just jarred we called it. We called it. Tim. Oh no, okay, Tim. The first one I was real happy with was Moylan's intercept pass, where he passed it two meters forward straight to fucking Brian <laughs> Kelly. Let's <laughs> go on the line when he could have put a back row or a center over oh. like easily, and then the Chambers sin bin like off the next tackle, which is <laughs> yeah, oh, that, wow. that couple of minutes of play there was brilliant for the Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> but Moylan, yeah, when he got run down by, and we called it as soon as he called it. Uh, well, she's going to uh, Wallace is going to catch him here. <laughs> Wallace is going to catch him here. And then we had the whole table cheering Wallace. And then he just lay down and said, all right, you can catch me. And the Sharks managed to score a try with Chambers in the bin. And then they actually got another one with Nakora in the bin, which is, you know, there's mm. something to be pretty happy about when you can score with a player down. Um, yep. The Titans just sort of didn't give a kick after that first try. Um, as we mentioned, Moylan's break and he got run down by Jared Wallace. <laughs> no, he, no, no, no. He did not get run down by Jared Wallace. He just lay down. Just lay down. <laughs> oh, if he kept running, yeah. he would have scored. Like, we had yeah. a massive laugh. We all fucking laughed our ass <laughs> off when that happened. It was the moment of the afternoon. <laughs> the, um, the forwards matched up okay. Um, Titans probably had the edge in the forwards, to be honest, over the Sharks. Um, but they did well enough to Which, hold their own. How bad does that read for their, the Titans' back? Yeah, line, but the honestly. Titans' backs with just errors and missed tackles were the difference in this game. Um, Johnson actually gave the Sharks some good shape, which Ramian and Moylan were able to play off the back of. Um, and Mulatano was really good on his return as well, which um, obviously is the reason he was first picked at the start of the year. And coming back from injury is a good sign for the Sharks. I had Ramian with three points, Fodawaker with two, and then it was tossed up with Mulatano or Sean Johnson for the one. But uh, I thought you had to play. I, I had Mulatano. Do you have anything to add? About your team? About my team. Well, what I'll say is this. They are very damn lucky that there are some absolute fucking shitters in that bottom eight because right now the only team that I think could is possibly 
up there in terms of knocking them out of the top eight at the end of the season are the Cowboys. And at the moment, you would tip the Cowboys to make the eight, although I've still got the Titans managing to scrape into eighth purely because we're only halfway through the year and I, there could be a period where they do play well and the Cowboys drop off again. But, I mean, like, who, who else is there? Everyone else is just terrible. The Titans Apart are terrible. Yeah, but, I, but, no, yeah, but, well, for me, the Warriors finish seventh. But like, now I, yeah. I'm at the point now where I have to consider the Titans terrible. But they, like they're they now are. in that club. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to make it because other teams are worse. They are one of the worst teams. Yeah, now. exactly. But like the only other team that's looking better right now are the Cowboys, and we know how shit the Cowboys were at the start of the year. So honestly, whoever finishes eighth is not going to deserve to be there. Like, and you've got Melbourne Roosters, Manly, Canberra, Para coming up in the next six weeks. Which game are you going to win? Canberra, Canberra maybe, like, <laughs> maybe. Uh, by then, then Canberra. You, you got a pretty good run. You got Melbourne twice before the end of the year. The rest of the run's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, I can't say much more. I had Mo for three just because it's Mo and he was amazing. But um, Multano three's fine. Is that what you said? Multano? No, I said Ramian. Ramian three. I thought he was destructive. Mo two, and I had Kennedy or Moylan or um, the other one you just said that I've just forgotten. Johnson or Johnson. So. Who do you not? If I had you Ramian two, Mo, uh, sorry, Ramian three, Mo two, and I had Mulatano or Sean I, Johnson. I really liked what one. I saw from Mulatano. I'm having a Mulatano one. On return. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go Ra- I, hmm? Ra- Ramian three? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I had Mo three because he was amazing. I didn't have to mention yeah, that. I'll give Mo three. Give Mo Ramian two. I'm not arguing. No, no, Mo, no, did, no, Mo did a lot more hard work than Ramian no, did. Mo Ramian three was really good. Ramian two. Mo is 21, in, and I know I might have a slight crush on him, but um, and I hide it well. But honestly, he um, will be in the conversation for best prop in the game in the next 18 months. Well, if he's not already, probably uh, he's already. Luckily, they've locked him down until like at least the end of 2023. And, and they did that a couple of years and ago. I, and I still, he mustn't have been well if he's playing off the bench. I've been on his bandwagon for a good 12 yeah, months. We flagged him, we've, you flagged him before I did. Kid, man. Yeah. He's a real good You kid. flagged him before I did. He's um, just such a big body. He's hard to stop. Um, he does Footwork, he's got an offload, he's got a long pass. You never see it. him have a bad game where he just goes missing. Like it's well, either even just, his hands are bad yeah. or he just, he just powers on all fucking yeah. day. Whenever he's on the yeah. field, he's just powering okay. through the Even middle. in 2019, where the Titans had arguably the worst season in NRL era history. Yeah. It was Arrow and him. That yeah, was and when, yeah, when Arrow was out, he, he stepped up. Yeah, no, you definitely flagged him before me, but the last two weeks I've just been so impressed. Um, oh, he's just yeah, he's pushing right up the fucking top in the last three or four yeah, weeks. Uh, prob- probably cool. helps that he's the only one doing anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not to take well, away from of, him, but we're noticing of, him more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you did anyone notice for Fida? Like I know he had sixteen tackle busts, well, but one of like, them was in one move well, where he, he had two the same re- bloke off four times. He had one really yeah, and I called it the time. He got ninety one and I yeah. Sorry go on. He had one really good run in the first half and one really good run in the second half, and that was it. They would have given him six tackle busts both times, probably. So there's yeah, probably but it would have been close to six or eight in that one movement Which where he ran there. around in circles, made about three metres, and fucking and no one attacked. Eight and just, and then just laid out. doing it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, super coach, eh? Knights 18, defeated Manly 10, uh, and, and I talked earlier about someone in Origin mode. Turbo was absolutely not getting injured for Origin. <laughs> he wasn't this week. getting involved, was um, he? <laughs> But the stats will tell the story here, and then I'll talk about the uh, Knights forward pack. Three tries for the Knights, two for the Manly. Three out of three conversions played one out of two. Um, a missed field goal attempt by Manly, which was 
It was a bit of a weird one. I had a two-point shot quite early, and they just, I didn't think they really needed to. They should have set up and kept playing. But 81% completion, played 78. 38 out of 47 sets, played 31 out of 40. Five line breaks for the Knights, two for Manly. 25 tackle busts to 30. 11 offloads to seven. Two forced dropouts by Newcastle. 320 tackles by Newcastle, played 423 for Manly. One ruck infringement to zero. Two inside the 10 for Manly. One penalty conceded by the Knights. Pretty good day. You're only going to concede one penalty. And nine by Manly. 12 errors to 10. One bin for Newcastle. Two for Manly. Braley with 38 tackles. Lawton with 51. And probably his best game of the year, really. Um, Clemmer with 204 metres. Saab with 205. Braley missed six tackles. Saifidi with missed four. Tom missed three and only made 11. Daniel Saifidi with 97 supercoach points. Watson with 89. And Lawton with 89. Um, well, I've bagged them for a while, but the Newcastle forward pack probably won this game. They were pretty good, well, the, particularly Clemmer and uh, Saifedi. Two that brothers. was sensational, yeah. uh, both Saifedis. They pretty much owned the Manly forward pack, and I, I think that was the story of the game. What else can you say? Connor Watson looked dangerous when he needed to be. Well, the first half an hour, it looked like it was just going to be Manly all over again. Yeah. Like they, well, we, Newcastle barely fired to be a shot honest, in that first 20 minutes, half an hour. We probably half stopped watching because we were just like, oh. And even when it wasn't, we were still thinking, and then all of a sudden we looked up, it's 12-10. And go, what? Like, it, it what? Because it, we just assumed it was going to be 20 nil half-time and off they well, went. Newcastle but. could have scored early, but there was actually a really good try saver by Turbo on the line there on Daniel Saifidi. Yep. Um, and the first try, that ball from DCE to set up Lawton down that left-hand side. And then, oh, I don't think he scored, he passed it on to Parker. But that was, um, yeah, he put him through a hole. That was really good work from DCE. Um, the first... The first night's... Uh, sorry, and then Saab runs away off a mistake off Newcastle. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it was just it. a yeah. drop bomb, and then Saab run. Well, that's the one that felt like oh, Newcastle had fallen. Yeah, and it was like sort of like oh, Newcastle had gone here. But yeah. then um, Kepi got binned, which was really dumb late hit and high as well. Yeah. Um, and that sort of swung the momentum a little bit. Two minutes later, they scored, and then five minutes after that, they scored two tries while Kepi was in the bin. Um, and both were just sort of one was just a little sweet play, and the other one was a barge over by Sue. Under of the post which took Newcastle into the lead and then um, it was an absolute grind for the rest of the fucking game like, it was just an absolute slog until the last couple of minutes when Saifidi again barged over under the post like that just sort of comes back to commitment and yeah. Know, Knights probably just wanted it that little bit as you you know that phrase that everyone hates they wanted it that little bit more and they um, no, well, it showed. Yeah. yeah just another barge over pass it was a pretty good ball uh, for the for the two barge overs, but yeah, it was just, it was pretty hard to watch there. After yeah, I, the first I don't, minutes. the more I think about it, the more I don't want to talk about this game because I think I've <laughs> said all I can say. Do you think that, Ollie? No, we are pretty much waiting for the New South Wales team to be named yeah, for about half time. Been, and, yeah. <laughs> Watson and Daniel Saifidi were the two best players for Newcastle. Um, Jacob, again, brought some pretty good energy off the bench. And the second row was okay. Um, DCE was probably the only bloke out of the Manly side. Oh, Tapau was good. Tepau. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, that's Tepau true. Was good. And the fact that he got run over and then got Sinbin, that, that yeah. was a bit of a weird one. But yeah. he did hit him in the head with the shoulder, which wasn't great. But... Um, yeah, their forwards, Manly's forwards were okay. Harper was actually pretty good at considering how badly they oh, yeah. got beaten and yeah. he didn't get, um, you know, great opportunities. But um, 
Manly's uh, bench was fucking poor. Like Manly's bench offered absolutely and I've nothing. Half been spruiking all those blokes, and they got but every they just walked out and got bashed. And, and but it's the old thing. It's your old bugbear. You have a bloke sitting there till the 75th minute, and then he walks on, gets knocked out, and gets cut off. How did he get five super coach points? <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> well, what, I believe it's a tackle bust. What, what was it? Just one hit up. Is five he played. I think he played five, uh, ninety seconds. One hit up, and he got carted off, and uh, old mate got binned. All right, we don't talk about this anymore, do we? Oh, well, no, do we so. just write this? This is just an irregularity for Manly. Right? I thought DC was actually the best player on the field, even yeah. though <laughs> Manly got beaten. So I gave he DC my three points. Okay. Yeah. I had Watson with two and Daniel Saifidi with one. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that, given I, I pulled the Mo Rain earlier. I, I honourable mention to Clemmer because I thought I've podded him a fair bit lately. And, uh, and yeah. Those two were the platform for Newcastle to win that game. But three to DCE, two to Saifidi, and uh, two to Watson, two to one Watson. to Saifidi. Saifidi. Very good. Peanut of the week. Ollie, have you got something for us? Well, I don't or have a peanut. wade into the general morose of fucking oh, social well, media. I, I most certainly could because they... <laughs> this they, is redundant because they, they're just Yeah, they've shit. been so terrible this just week. everybody. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's not even being dumb. It's genuine toxicity. But instead of giving a peanut, I thought I'd do something a bit more positive. And I want to shout out an Instagram page called Athletes of Humans. Now, they've recently got a bit of traction. A lot of players are following them from different codes. Very and nice. what, what they actually do is it's sort of like a peanuts page because they go to a, a Facebook article uploaded by Fox or on Instagram or something and they'll go through the comments and they'll take screenshots of all the peanuts comments, put them on for show. They don't censor the names or anything and some of the peanuts get in the comments and dig a bigger hole for themselves. I especially enjoyed the one where Latrell Mitchell was talking about the importance of Indigenous around and that. They uploaded all the racist dickheads yeah, and a few of the racist dickheads would go onto Instagram then create, Try to prove a, fa- their point. Well, create a fake account, oh, right. send, send a message to the page saying like, how is it racist? Or every One of them's one of the people said everyone's a bit racist like okay is that an excuse and what they do is then they then take screenshots of that conversation and put on their story and say Look at these so honestly yeah if you've got, if you've got Instagram yeah, head over to oh, we'll yeah, because, and that's humans. what happens now people inbox me oh, you're, it's like the shit towns of Australia they're the, the funniest ones as well <laughs> but um, the inboxes they get and honestly the show is such a shithole that I feel sorry for Nick Owens going there but um, <laughs> it's yeah it's ridiculous people they abuse level people go to so I think that's yeah well done that's a nice one I want to go give you kudos for posting the thing you did which you had on your original your private page originally but put on George Williams rugby league just about the abuse that uh, the English signing Scott. of Oliver Lockhart Gilbert uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying very hard to get that right um, Gilderoy Lockhart got on uh, <laughs> Oliver Gilderoy got uh, because oh it's just another wind and palm that's going to fuck off He'll in go two up months six weeks, uh, yeah. um, and, and and kudos for you for writing that and putting it on your page. So it was well, well done. written, Ollie. Well no, done. well, yeah. it's it's just it's a, well, a lot of it was racism, like genuine racism. Well, yeah, with, with no, you're you're, bring, you're marginal you're marginalising and grouping British rugby league players together when it's been two of them in the past two years that have left early. I want to ask those people, okay, how about Josh Hodgson? How about Elliot Whitehead? <laughs> 
how about Tom Burgess, players who James beat, Graham, how James about Graham, players who were here Burgess had entire careers here, yeah. yeah, and didn't do that, but because yeah. two players have your Adrian Morley, some yeah, of the, some of my so favourite players. We could go on and on, Thompson, like yeah. Luke Thompson, they, and yeah, but oh, but oh, no, no, no. anyway, I just found it sad. The world we live in now. The blokes literally just put pen to paper on the contract. And he's not even been given a chance. He's not even shoot. taken part on the yeah. field. Yeah. And people are writing him off. And already. once he's drinking the gums, he'll be very happy here. <laughs> <laughs> Might not play first grade again, but he'll be happy here. Um, <laughs> pop plan of the week. Barney, what have you got? Where did I go from your pop plan? Let's go over the page. I, had, I actually went with AJ Brimson. Yeah, um, no, I, 55 I minutes. He had four runs for 29 metres. Made three tackles, missed three tackles, and had sweet fuck all impact in a game of football that he probably could have had um, a lot of impact mm. in. I know he got injured, but what about uh, what about Origin mode this week? So Turbo, Latrell, AJ, uh, Ponga. Well, he's since been ruled out uh, with the. Uh, it's an adductor actually, so that could be. That's a fast bowler's injury. I don't remember a lot of the yeah, fast bowler, the the grunt muscle they used to call it, and it just doesn't go away. That so that's hangs around for a long time. Yeah, uh, we both probably had it. Actually, probably yeah, compared notes it on that one. Times, yeah. uh, well, Welsh uh, didn't. Uh, AJ got poked early as well. On top of that, um, Harry Grant not playing, Munster not playing. It's it's amazing that. Well, I just didn't give a shit. Let's be honest. I guess the ball. Well, so I'm probably going to get picked. Fafita had a bit of a rest. Yeah, Tino, you could argue as well. Not Mr. Fodawaker. but uh, anyway, <laughs> there's a big list of pot plants. But uh, your pot plant, Ollie. I because I don't think I'm going to get another opportunity to do it. I'm going to pot plant Penrith. <laughs> that first half like <laughs> right, yeah. when that was I get you playing the Bulldogs well, I, th- and, I actually thought and, of Luai just because yeah. I didn't know but yeah in second gear quote unquote they weren't even in second gear against the Bulldogs because in second gear they at least just rolling score, down the hill in they, at least, yeah, they at least <laughs> score more than four points in 39 minutes like come on uh, you're I actually need to sh- uh, I want to give a quick uh, honorary salute, though, to GT. I chatted to him on the weekend just about the work he does, doing the stats for the show. So thank you, GT. If you're listening, I did promise to write this all down for you and send it to you, but I won't. So, um, and has he, <laughs> no, so has he done this purely as a fan of yeah, the show? Yeah, just for something. Yeah, yeah. As well. We started here and there. And Ben Mitchell, uh, another guy that plays for the Redbacks, that's just uh, got involved with the show through Danan and stuck around ever since, so shout out to him as well. Uh, I guess had shout, some kind sh- words. Shout out to Danan as well for getting people to listen yeah. Try, I've tried to get my mates words. to do it, but they're all cockheads, so That's fair I don't enough. care. Oh, I've heard it about your mates. Um, <laughs> your slap of the week, Ollie. My slap is going to be Tino. Okay. Well, I, I explained it before. Getting yep. Sinbin in the first 10 minutes, shifting the momentum to Cronulla. I'm actually well, on that theme. I'm just going to give the slap to the whole Titans team because that was very tough to watch for a I team that it. was purported uh, as, <laughs> as a top. All by one, there's one does not get a slap. Uh, and we know who that is. Barney? Uh, Albert Kelly's first 20 minutes. As I said, he did sort of redeem himself towards the back end, but they, there was three very good scoring opportunities that he just put down through just very poor ball handling that he should have taken those balls every every day of the week. So. And let's finish on a high note as we usually do. Ollie, do you have a salute for us? A salute. I will give my salute to Nico Hines, an easy one, but I, I guess as well for signing with Cronulla. Um... Personally, if I was him, I would have signed with Brisbane because he was looking like a really good fullback, but I'm keen to see what he does in the halves at the Sharks. I, yeah, I like that because that was one on my list as well. But, uh, Barn? I'm going to salute Freddie for picking the... Sound effects the... going a long way. <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. I'm going to 
Kruger for giving you the inspiration for that jumper. I'm going to pick Freddie for picking the Penrith debutants. Um, I didn't think he was going to pick Brian Toe, and he did. And I think it's a really good decision. And Liam Martin as well, both given given him both their debut jerseys. And yeah. I uh, 100% agree. That's mine. And uh, uh, Jerome Luai to the list because there's oh, sorry, a big yes, school Jerome of thought Luai that uh, well, yes. a big school of thought that Luai wouldn't get picked either. And the fact he's gone with all three, I love. And uh, kudos to Freddie and kudos to all three of them for the effort this year. Uh, they deserve it. I hope they tear up and I hope they take it to the next level as well. Um, very nice, Barn. I like it. Good job, boys. That's been our review show for round 12, 2021. We will be back shortly with a very, very quick, it looks like, preview. Catch you soon, guys. <laughs>